This is Phenomenon Baby, a podcast that wants to know more about the strange and metaphysical and the humans doing work to explore the mysteries of the unknown, keeping us curious and helping us digest the information as this world gets weirder and weirder. Welcome. This is your host, Shannon Green. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, weirdos. This is Phenomenon, baby. We haven't changed, even though it's been a little while. Thanks for coming back around. I've had a few life changes, and so haven't been able to record as much as I'd like. But I am back in the saddle, and so we will get started again with my interview with the one and only James McRae, who is on Instagram at Words Are Vibrations. James is the author of two books, Shit Your Ego Says, published by Hay House in 2017, which, according to his website, is an autobiographical guidebook for quieting negative self-talk and reconnecting with intuition. That sounds tasty. And quite recently, I do believe within the last couple of weeks, James has published his second book, How to Laugh in Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis, from Thought Catalog this year, 2021. His new book is a mix of poetry and the memes he is absolutely well known for in the lovely pocket of Instagram many of you probably reside in, having to do with leaving your comfort zone to embrace the unknown. And this is absolutely why we love James and his work, because his memes and his poetry and everything he writes is really tied up in his ability to see how the hard stuff in life leads to enlightenment and how embracing those things that happen in our psyche that we try to run away from is really the key to finding out more about yourself and becoming stronger. He also focuses so much on individuation, which is a process we all know from Carl Jung's work, but he brings it into the modern world and our culture and society and what it may mean for us now and his absolute virtuosity with it through memes as well as poetry is just perfect. If you haven't visited his Instagram page, do yourself a favor and head over there right now while we're getting into this conversation. I talked to James a couple of months ago now. I'm embarrassed to admit it was that long ago. James was very generous with his time and absolute pleasure to talk to. So I really felt completely natural and at ease in this conversation with him. He is really a smart dude, but is just so down to earth. I think you're going to like him as much as I did. So with that said, I give you James McCray. Mr. James McRae, you are a meme genius, a content creator, a digital guru, if you will. <laughs> your your memes, uh, gosh, um, when I found when I found your Instagram page, I was like, 
that, wow, I'm so, uh, this dude, this dude, at least like somebody out there is like thinking this world is as crazy as I think it is <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> They're awesome. Um, so we kind of addressed where you're from, but, um, well, no, we've addressed where you are, but where are you from? Actually, where were you born I and raised? Well, for, first of all, I will thank you for having me on, and of course. I, 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 I will, I will accept your ge your meme genius, okay, uh, yeah. title, but mm -hmm. I will not, I will not accept your digital guru. I, I will not accept the digital guru title. All right, <laughs> because, all right, no, 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 all I'm, right. <laughs> but I like, I like, I like the gesture, but that's a lot of. <laughs> we'll, I'll ret we'll retract that then. Retraction. No, I was, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> um. I, I, um, I am from a small town in Minnesota is where okay. I grew up. Okay. Um, wow. so like kind snow. of in the, like a lot of snow, yeah. like, f like winters that are like five months long oh. and, uh, you know, frigid below zero temperatures for two or three months. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was honestly like a really beautiful place to grow up only because like there was just a lot of freedom just to yeah. just to roam around as a kid and just go we used to go on adventures and go explore and just like we could just wander or wander anywhere we wanted to like, <laughs> like that's so like cool all day every day and like um it was safe and just like yeah um lots of outdoor a lot of outdoor space and it was um yeah it was just like a very simple kind of idyllic um childhood that's so that's so cool um i i did a lot of woods wandering as a child too and we i you know because i grew up here i grew up here in like the mountain south so we we got some woods and and like, there's just nothing that can replace that. Like wandering as a child, and that's kind of like an education all, all of its own. That's really cool. Um, yeah, we had a woods in our backyard that we used to wander in, and we, what, me and my friends, gave ourselves a little, a little, uh, a little name called the Spirits of the Forest, and we would uh, literally just like pretend we were like ninjas or like <laughs> like wander around the forest, like. So doing cool. whatever like protecting pr protecting it from imaginary <laughs> bad guys or something oh i would have totally wanted to be part of the spirits of the forest that would have been i would have wanted to but but yeah i would have been like because i was like a quiet shy like little girl and i was just like i don't know if they'll be friends with me but i'm just gonna like haunt them and just like you know appear in the woods when they're well, there we didn't have we didn't have any girls in the club, but you could have, maybe, maybe you could have been the one, maybe you could have been the one to get in. I'm going to like pretend that maybe that was the case. Like just, yeah. It so sounds like y'all had like a cool, y'all had a cool thing going on, creating like some forts in the woods and stuff. Mm -hmm. We tried. Did you find any bones? Um, I don't remember, you know, I think we found some pornography. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> a Along kid, the same like, lines, you know, but, just 
quite a sh- quite a shock quite a shocking discover quite a, quite a shocking discovery. <laughs> I bet so. Well, I do I do remember that. <laughs> um, we're already off the rails. We are. Also, the wasp has made a, an appearance, so <laughs> um, I might have to take a break in a little bit to take to dispatch said wasp. For listeners, there's a wasp in the recording room, and that sucks. And I'm historically afraid of bees, so there's that little detail. I should probably deal with that fear. So what, I mean, that kind of addresses a little bit of this question, but what was the spiritual landscape? Uh, Like where you grew up? I mean, you know, you know, I kind of think of woods walking as, as a spiritual thing, but also like the religious landscape also of where you grew up and like the culture of it. Yeah. Well, in that part of the country, then and now, uh, I think that Christianity has a pretty, um, has, a, has a monopoly on mm-hmm. the religious landscape. Yeah. Um, it's, the kind of, it's the kind of part of the country where, you know, all the billboards that you drive by are either pro-military billboards or anti-abortion billboards yes yeah it's <laughs> a little bit of the cultural vibe <laughs> <laughs> in that part of the country so um you know so my, growing up my parents were fairly um devout christians mm-hmm. we went to church every week i did a lot of like youth group stuff as well but um i will say that as far as like churches go that i've been to i do think mine was like actually pretty cool because it was almost like a hippie church like it was really free like people would like like dance in the aisles like while while the like the music was playing and yeah there's like people would like just stand up and you could just stand up and share something like people would like share their dreams and um so it it was like a kind of like a like a hippie slash southern baptist church in the middle of small town minnesota so okay um so it could have been a lot worse in terms of like having to go to church every week but yeah (laughs) yeah i know what you mean yeah, it sounds like it could be like a cross between like a Unitarian and like um, what's that? Uh, Pentecostal kind of thing. Of uh, I mean, it sound like dancing. Yeah, it was a little Pentecostal. Pentecostal, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know a lot about the nuances of those different, uh, you know, divisions of Christianity. I think it might have been a little Pentecostal. I think it was called a Church of Christ. I don't know. Okay. Maybe the Church of Christ is Pentecostal. I'm I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was it was pretty chill. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's. But I but then I found like in high, yeah, but then in high school, I don't I don't I don't know how I like discovered like Buddhism and things like that. I think I I think I discovered like Buddhism and things like that through literature i think because uh-huh. um, my i guess my only exposure to other th- ways of thinking were in some of these youth groups that i was at that were like christian youth groups they, they would yeah. discuss other religions and basically how they weren't real or true <laughs> yeah and um 
but 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 through literature through like the the like the the beat literature and things like Allen Ginsberg and Jack Kerouac because they were um they were often you know they were they were buddhist thinkers in a lot of ways yeah. so through reading and through literature i kind of discovered other pathways to other alternative ways of thinking and you know worshiping and meditating and all yeah. of these things that really helped to broaden my my perspective that's cool um yeah so ginsburg yeah i um I regretfully haven't read enough of Ginsburg. I don't know why, but I haven't really gotten into the beats very much. Um, only like I've, I've read like beat lineage, like, at, like, like Patty Smith. She's one of my favorite writers. Um, and I know she's like pretty heavily influenced by the beats and she knew them like, you know, in New York city and stuff. But, yeah. Um, for whatever yeah. reason, I just never, I'm, I need to do that. <laughs> You know, it's not that it's they're they're often not that readable. Okay. Like a lot of you know, Ginsburg's one of my favorite writers, but it's a lot of it is more for him as a human being and a thinker right. and like what he brought to the cultural conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a few poems that are outstand outstanding, mm-hmm. like Howell, but a lot of them are long. Like what what they tried to do often was um, what he tried to do was. Um, practice spontaneous writing which was basically to elim- like to a- to bring the sub the subconscious onto the page without mm-hmm. any without any barrier so yes. it, would, it would often be like literally like a thought a thought dump so it's really interesting in terms of the technique that he used but all these years later where it's not as, as shocking to see it's mm-hmm. often not an engaging read yeah, so I, I, I really yeah. like I, 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 I really enjoy reading Ginsburg's interviews more than his actual writing. That's funny that you would say that because I kind of feel that way mm, about Patti Smith's like early stuff and her poetry. Um, I really I still like it, but it's really um, it's really like her memoir, like Just Kids and, you know, that like her writing about people and about what what she's been through and stuff um so maybe i'll start maybe i'll just do that with ginsburg that's a maybe i'll do that (laughs) maybe i love patty i love patty smith too she's she's definitely like a lineage holder for absolutely you know the the beat philosophy yeah there's like certain writers that are kind of like gateway you know um i this um i was an english major and so like uh i i nerd out on so the so hence this like rabbit trail <laughs> but I like okay good <laughs> um but no that's cool so like that kind of maps out your your where you're coming from uh religious milieu wise and spiritually um but i would love to hear um how you describe what you like who you are in the world now and like what kind of work you do um, and what is, um, what is the most impactful work that you do for yourself? Like what is the most fulfilling for you? Yeah. In terms of the work I do. Yeah. Just talk about the work that you do a little bit. So I, um, I kind of just do whatever comes to mind. Like I'm always, I always like to 
be creating things and making things. Like I always feel, I'll, I'll, I feel, I don't feel good unless I'm in the process of making something or having just made stuff. Like I try to make something every day. And that usually, that usually um, is, is centered around writing. That's really the medium that I've, um, I've just been the most immersed in. I've also have a, a pretty deep background in visual design and arts. Um, in fact, I used to be a painter and I even went to an art and design college and for a time after that worked as a professional graphic designer. So a lot of my background is in the visual arts, but I just couldn't, one thing like when you, when you have a, like a passion and then it turns into your profession where like you're a graphic designer for companies, like for advertising agencies and things like that, it really does take a lot of the love out of the, out of it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't want to keep doing that. Um, and I actually, you know, transitioned from doing graphic design into doing more like brand strategy for, for companies and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, um, my writing has been, um, poetry has been the, the most consistent uh, writing medium that I've done throughout my life. I've been doing it pretty consistently since I was like, 13 or 14, there have been a f- few big stretches where I didn't write for much f- um, poetry for, you know, years at a time. But even when I, when I wasn't doing that, I'd be, I would be like blogging or, you know, stuff like that. So, and, and, um, you know, I've written, I've written, I've written books. Um, my, my first book called Shit Your Ego Says uh, came out a few years ago. It's kind of like a a memoirish self help book about the ego and the higher self and the different voices that influence our decisions and and lives. And um, I've written you know fiction as well. And um, what I'm really most excited about now is kind of innovating the work that I'm doing in poetry um, through digital media, like Instagram content. So I'm really, I'm really in love with the idea of memes right now and the power of memes and Mm -hmm. what is the role of, you know, what is the role of literature and poetry in the, in the era of memes and Instagram? Mm -hmm because it's always changing, right? Like if you look at art and literature, like every couple decades, there's a huge change in how that medium expresses itself. And, um, and I think now the power of the internet and the power of social media and the power of all the, all the creativity that's going into, you know, defining the new language of memes and of, social media i'm trying to like explore that to see how i can bring some of my thinking some of my writing some of my creativity both on the written side as well as bringing in some of the visual side Mm -hmm. um, and combining them into you know little snippets of 
content and poetry that has a, a visual component to it. And sometimes yeah. it's memes, sometimes it's like gra graphical poetry. It could take a lot of different shapes, um, but I like to explore in like those different types of genres just to make it more interesting and more have more kind of little sandboxes to play in. Yeah, it really works. Like, um, I mean, obviously you have, I don't even know last time I looked, you had like 49K followers. I mean, it, re it resonates with people for sure. I mean, you probably have more now, um, but yeah, it's, um, and just, and you get so much um, conversation in the comments too. And that's always fun. Um, and then you meme based on the comments that people write too, um, which is pretty uh, funny. Um, uh content wise yeah and i and i get i i get and i get i get negative comments too and i think that's just that's probably part of the yeah <laughs> part of the internet is you're gonna um, get <laughs> you're gonna get pushback. yeah i mean if you're expressing any um kind of thought if you're not just like out there being like neutral about shit like you're gonna get people you're gonna get someone that doesn't like your thought process and I think that's like a sign that like you're doing something, first of all. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I was just on here earlier today, um, just kind of like seeing what memes you have created recently. Um, and for people who don't follow James, um, James's work uh, yet, his Instagram handle is words are vibrations. And it's just all one word. Um, and it's, it's great. Um, uh, um, let's see, here's one. Let me see. You had one about like people, um, gosh, what was it? Oh, here it is. Haters in my comments trying to bait me into arguments. And it's like a picture of like a monk, um, like praying. And then on the side, there's this like seductive um like sexy lady with her ass out <laughs> and that's haters in my comments trying to bait me into arguments and then the monk is my brand is an rg account based around mindfulness and spirituality <laughs> it's good stuff yeah good stuff. that's true it's like <laughs> it's very b b based on real life <laughs> um um yeah it's it's like you're gonna get um <laughs> i try to i try my best not to uh engage in arguments as much mm. as as much as it's uh tempting to to, to get into the weeds and fight with people online i try i try my best not to you do well i mean like you keep like a good um i mean you say what you're there to say it is your account and they can leave if they want right but <laughs> but you also respond and you know kind of stand up for what you just said you never back down from it. yeah and, and i get pushback sometimes that i'll listen to and learn from and make changes based on i uh -huh. will i will do that and, and there are other times when the when the when the pushback i'm getting is is so beside the point and missing my point that yeah. i'll just delete the comment so it's just, just yeah. about discernment you know like you're going to get criticism that's good you can learn and grow from criticism but some of it is just unproductive and kind of totally missing the point. And 
that's the kind of stuff that it takes a long time to to sort through. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I can't imagine reading like or like having to go through those. And um, it's probably like a mixture of like fun and like and then just like, oh my god, wow. Uh <laughs> um yes. but yeah, but yes, yes, yes. Um also one escaping the matrix is my love language. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's just great stuff. It's it's great stuff, y'all. You know, we're gonna have to like pop over to words our vibrations on Instagram and hit follow. I mean, he's got good stuff over there. Um, what was that? Um, yeah. So, and then you're you um, you've been you've got your own podcast too, right? You've got is it Wave, right? Or word just words are vibration. Yeah, the wave. Right? Yeah. yeah. The wave, yeah. I, okay. I just call it the wave. The wave, but it, W-A-V does. It stands for words are vibration. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, yeah. I, I just wanted because you know I, I I do so much writing and and release my thoughts through writing, but I just wanted to the the, the voice has so much power, mm-hmm. and like it's so much more of a human connection to speak with your voice and to hear the literal vibrations of the sound. So I just wanted it like, I don't podcast that much, but I just wanted to have another venue to like communicate in a more direct way with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I've been listening to it and it's, um, it's, it's, it's great. Um, because you, you, you have like, um, the way your mind works, um, a hundred percent respect and like you're, you're a reader and it shows like you're an intellectual. And so like, I track with so much of what you say and, um, and, uh, it's like, you know, you, you really, um, and, and you're also, you're also bringing the spiritual, um, at times, uh, which is important. It's, there's like two sides of the same coin to me at least. Um, but yeah, um, I've, I've been listening to your podcast. It's great. Uh, words are vibrations. And that is really just like, is that, that's like your, is that like your mantra? Um, like talk more about the, uh, if you would about words are vibrations as a title as like a, um, as a banner that you go under. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it it's kind of become a mantra. It didn't start that way though. Like mm-hmm. I chose that name without a single giving it a single thought. So like I was my my Instagram handle was shit your ego says, which is the name the name of my first book, and I wanted to change that because it just felt limiting and restricting. Um, and I changed it on. Twitter first and it was just like in Twitter you can just change your display name without changing your like actual you know handle yeah um so it's you can you can just change as much as you want it's not really that that big of a deal and I remember I, like 
I wasn't even, I was not even thinking about it. I just opened up my phone and it was completely spontaneously. I just like wrote in words, our vibrations. There was no thought behind it. I wrote it down like the second it popped into my head. <laughs> and I like to do things spontaneously sometimes like without second guessing myself. And just if something feels right in the moment, I'll just put it out without even thinking about it. And then sometimes I'll look back and then kind of like unpack the meaning of it later. Yeah. So that was one of those situations where I, I didn't know what it meant. I just like, Hey, whatever this, this just, just, this just popped into my head and I was new on Twitter and I was just like, maybe trying to find like a, a brand. And then I just ended up changing my Instagram to it. And now it, it does mean so much to me now because you know, I'm trying to use the power of language um, to reach people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that we can't understate how important the, wor- the words we use are because like what we think and what we say, it, it really does end up like framing our own kind of um, perspective of reality just by choosing words with intention, both mm-hmm. what you think and what you say. And you can create, you know, magic with words that can open doors, or you can create other kinds of magic that will lock doors. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. all a matter of the art of language. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's kind of like a reminder of the power of intention the power of language, the actual, the act, the actual magic we're capable of, when we know how to cast the right spells, you know, and, and they you they you, people talk about you know you spell words, you're literally creating a spell mm. that you're casting out into the world. Wow. And um, so I'm just trying to give people their, remind people of their own ability and power to intentionally create spells and cast them. And for me, that's what words are vibrations is all about. That's good shit, man. That's, that's great. Um, as you were talking about words and, and the power they have, as we put them out into the world, I was just thinking even the words we say to ourselves are very powerful right? It means it all starts, starts with, with that, that, right? It does. I mean, once you start, if you, if you realize that you do talk to yourself, like everybody does, everybody talks to themselves, even if you don't think that you do that, you have a story you're telling yourself about who you are. And if it's a story that is, you know, putting you down and putting you in a light that is, is not going to, um, is not going to create a sense of confidence and courage for yourself. I mean, that's not, those are the vibrations that you're walking into the world with every day. And like, I mean, for me, once I realized that that was happening, like you realize that you can change, you can change actual reality when you realize that words, the words that you have yourself talk, for instance, has power. I mean, it's so true, man. And, and that's what, and that's what shit your ego says is about is, 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 is the fact that, you know, we, we walk around with these narratives playing in our minds 
and this narr these narratives have been shaped by our childhood, our education, our religion, our our society, and you know that that narrative just plays out in our head again and again and again. And we most people um, just think that that's that's reality. They they don't they can't recognize the story. They can't recognize, and these stories are often shaped by trauma because no one gets through life without some level of trauma hmm. and these especially when that happens at a young age that really shapes the narrative that we that 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 informs how we see ourselves and how we see the world so it, it's just so important to recognize that we are not our thoughts just because you think something does not make it true and to rewrite the narrative that's playing out inside your own mind and only by rewriting the narrative that you're telling yourself day in and day out can you actually rewrite the nar narrative of your external world as well that's so true and and you don't realize that you even have the power to do that until you start doing it i mean you can someone can tell you that all day long but until you act on it i mean then you're like oh okay huh. this oh, wow, I've been creating this this whole time. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, you know, at, the idea of affirmations can seem trite sometimes, like positive affirmations. I know and, 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 that, and that can be cheesy in a certain way, but it's also it's also true. And it doesn't mean you have to like repeat, I am, I am rich, I am rich, I am rich. It's just about turning your negative self-talk into empowering self-talk. Yeah, that's you're you're right. I did used to kind of think the affirmations were I was just like, well, I'm not a person that needs affirmation or whatever, you know, you tell yourself. But um uh I found myself in like a difficult like work scenario where like had just like a boss who was emotionally abusive and I found myself really needing to remind myself who I was. Um and I, I found, I found like a podcast that was just like all affirmations. It was like all just like, I am powerful. Uh, and it's just so stupid, but it worked, you know? Um, I think it was called like Affirmations Podcast or something like that. <laughs> but That's hilarious. I, yeah, it's like so simple, but it's so, it's so powerful. Um, when you were writing um, Shit Your Ego Says, um, I, I heard because I was listening to you talk to someone on another podcast about um, how you how you wrote it um, and you wrote it after you survived Hurricane Sandy. Is that right? In New York City. You're like yeah. a survivor and like you had just gotten to New York City, right? Yeah. And, and when Hurricane Sandy happened. <laughs> And yeah. you're homeless. I'm not, I don't want to like rehash like stories that you already told on other podcasts. Um, but uh, like, so we'll skip to, you I mean, you, you went to New York city. Um, you, you didn't, I'll, I'll just start there. Cause I actually don't even know. I, I don't even remember if you had a place to stay. Did you have a place to stay yet? Even in New York city when you got there? Well, since you asked specifically, I was staying at I was staying at my ex girlfriend's apartment <laughs> when I first 
when I first moved there. <laughs> but that was just like for a couple weeks. And then um, I was like staying on. Yeah, then I was like staying when Hurricane Sandy hit, I had just signed the lease to my own apartment. Okay. All so right. I, had him, I, I was moving it like I was literally moving in like the next day. Okay, right. And then that apartment was like no longer it was no longer like it was under yeah, water, I, right? I found I found I ha I had found my friend and I had found a the the miracle of finding a beach house in oh. New York City because it was down like by the like the bottom of Queens where it's like people go surfing and stuff oh, by the Rockaways. That's right. And we found a beachside house. Oh, that's like and the dream right there. It's the dream, except for, I mean, it's a, it is like an hour subway mm. ride to get into Manhattan. Okay. So it wasn't perfect, but it was something that we were, we were really excited about it. But mm -hmm. the beachside um, houses did not, did not fare well in the. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, w I wouldn't think, hurricane. I would think so. No. So I was left. Um, I was left without a place to live um, just like that instantaneously. Yeah. yeah. And and my friend who I was going to move in with, he was like, listen, I, I have a friend who's got this empty cottage on this island of, called Calabra in the Caribbean. He's like, we, he's like, we can stay there. And it's like, well, I didn't, I just moved to New York City and I, and I had been wanting to move here like hmm. for a long time because you had like quit your full-time job and everything right like you had a yes, good job I, yes I was working in advertising and in Minneapolis and I did I, I kind of quit you know gave up my apartment like I had just gotten out of a relationship and I just totally took the leap of faith to move to New York City hmm. and 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 yeah the, the and the hurricane was waiting for me and um and yeah the next thing you know i'm in i'm living on this little remote caribbean island and um just just like dealing with all that negative self-talk that we just discussed right like yeah I, i'm such an idiot like what how did I end up here? Like, I felt like a failure. And um, <clears throat> that was really when I started to actually um, become aware of, because there was nowhere for me to, to run away from my thoughts, right? It was just me and my thoughts and the beach. And that was like, that was it. So I, it was almost like I... The universe had put me in a timeout to like <laughs> sit with my own thoughts until I could kind of work it out, and um, and it's just ironic because that was at the time seemed like this hopeless failure, and I didn't know if I would ever get back to New York, and I and and it, it seemed like everything I was working toward was out of reach, and. It was it was on Culebra because of all of the um, just like self analysis I was doing with my own thoughts that I ended up not only recognizing kind of the voice of my ego, but also having the idea to write a book about it. 
and that's kind of how my book starts and that's kind of where the story of my book starts so it's kind of this great almost archetypal example of um the hero's journey and kind of having that dark mm-hmm. night of the soul yeah that you where like you in the darkest moment is where you end up like finding that piece of treasure that you didn't know was there so true and then you take that treasure back with you um to the real world and um and yeah that's that's how i see it now wow that's awesome it sounds like um like the being you know that's some people's when you say like being sitting on the beach with my thoughts you know that's some people would be like that's great i'm like you know that's some people's idea of paradise but not when you like didn't plan for it not when you were you were like not when you were trying to follow what you believed the universe was telling you to do like you're you were trying to get to a place and that's not where you were trying to get and it was like a purgatory kind of for you seems like yeah and and yeah don't get me wrong it was a beautiful purgatory because sure. right. I mean, yeah. this this isn't this isn't a tourist island right so like okay this is like this is kind of a, 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 an untouched kind of local island and and the and the, and the beaches are empty and they're yeah. beautiful yeah. so it, it was it's 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 a pretty I, w- I will say that the scenery during my existential crisis was pretty damn good that's great <laughs> that's awesome but it but it was still an existential crisis in the sense exactly. that I had not planned to be there and and mm-hmm. really the, the challenging part was not knowing where I was going to go from there yeah well I was still like home. you weren't I was trying stay. to like find no and I was like trying to find jobs in New York from there and I was like I remember I, t- I had a couple like job interviews on the phone from Culebra <laughs> trying to get into like a New York City ad, ad agency oh wow none of them worked no. okay I was gonna ask like did you get any of them <laughs> no I didn't no, but I did end up like it was a couple months later I had a friend that I knew in New York and um he he said listen i know you're trying to move here or whatever and then he offered me uh a spot in his to 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 crash with him for a while until i got onto my feet so i had kind of a a little bit of a helping hand reach out and that's awesome yeah ended up getting back to new york and and living there for about eight years oh eight years oh my gosh wow so you did yeah okay yeah i was there for a while and i and and i was there until just before the pandemic hit so okay. I, I got out, I got out just in the nick of time before, <laughs> oh, I mean, God. we're yeah. all dealing with, we're all dealing with stuff, but the people in New York right now are among those who are the most kind of most, most impacted by this just because mm-hmm. of the nature of how people live and commute there. Yeah. It makes right. it really hard to live during a, a pandemic. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like everything you do is social like there's no like real social distancing there i mean like how yeah. do you even yeah i yeah that's that's uh, yeah so that makes sense well, and, and people are people are quarantined in small apartments yeah you know um i was living in a one bedroom with my girlfriend and you know a lot of people i know in new york are cooped up in one bedroom apartments with significant others or friends 
and it's just not the optimal environment. And then yeah. if you're going to go somewhere, it's like the subway. People don't have cars as much. So you've got to take a subway or take an Uber and mm -hmm. it, you're, you're putting yourself at risk in those ways. So God bless them. It's the most resilient city in the world and they're going to be fine. But <laughs> yeah. speaking, spe speaking of dark nights of the soul, a lot of people <laughs> are, are, are having their own dark night of the soul. Yeah. You know, that's, that's lasted all of the past year. God, that could be a whole podcast. That is, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad like when it was, we didn't have like a super long time of quarantine here in South Carolina and that's a whole other podcast topic, but, um, <laughs> uh, but we did have some, and I mean, I live out in the country, so it was actually like a blessing in disguise to be like, oh, don't come into work for three months. Okay, cool. I let me take walks on my property, you know, like let me build fairy forts and standing stones and like make bread. Can I do this forever? <laughs> nope. Oh yeah, there's definitely a silver lining to a lot of it. I mean, just to kind of re reconnect with some of, you know, you know, different hobbies and having time and space to just enjoy your home and your things and your your people yeah your pets mm -hmm. you know there's definitely a big silver lining and just to kind of hit the brakes on the you know crazy capitalistic mm -hmm. society that we live in and just kind yeah. of take things a little bit slower that's yeah it's been a blessing in 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 some ways you know despite all the you know the the hardship that's gone along with it right yeah yeah I mean, there's always a caveat of that, um, but it, uh, I think it was like, like a needed reset for at least the U.S. Um, obviously, I don't, I can only speak for the U.S. because I don't know what's going on necessarily, like intimately in the rest of the world. But I mean, like, it really, it was a needed shakeup. Um, not that it has changed anything for the better yet um but we've been changed by it that's for sure which kind of comes yeah. back to that that whole thing of being forged in fire you know kind of situation yeah we're still being changed by it it's still yeah. you know we're still we're still in a, in a in a bit of a tunnel and it's still unclear what's at the other end of the tunnel right um yeah. And it, like like everything, it's going to be a mix of you know, the new new regulations and new you know things that are are not so fun. Mm -hmm. um, but hope, but hopefully, you know the the, the the strength of humanity can bring something new to to this too. Mm -hmm. So it's equally positive, as well as you know, you know any 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 less ideal changes because it's always going to be a mixed bag of, of, of good and bad and yeah you know so I, I know a lot of people are like really afraid of what's happening in the world right now and and that's understandable but i just think it's so important that everyone shows up to bring their own life and heart and ideas and creativity mm -hmm. and wisdom to to where we're going yeah because we need we need all of that and that's how we balance out the you know 
um, the scales with, with our own human goodness. Hmm. That's true. That's so true. And it show it, uh, that's, it shows in, in, in your memes, in your work, in your writing, um, in our conversation. Um, I mean, like that, that balance, you know, the balance of thought of like, you know, yeah, this, but you know, also this, and you, it's all, it all makes the world. Um, it's important to remember that because, because we are fed so much. Like if we, if we, if we listen to what we're fed by like the mainstream sources, I mean, it can be, you know, it can be all, all, all shit. It can be very easily, very fast. Um, but like, I have a personal practice of making sure that I continually reclaim my personal uh, thought and emotion landscape. Um, because if you don't claim it, everyone else will. And you may not know that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and, and it happens, but like you mentioned, like, oh, you get sucked into the kind of mainstream media mm-hmm. narrative, but then what happens on the other, on the flip side is that people will recognize the kind of, you know, the, the, the bullshit of that. And then they'll jump um, all the way into the other extreme, yeah. which is, you know, fear mongering in a, it's the, it's the, it's the polarity of that fear mongering on the other side. And right. then you, you have people who you have the polarity. You know, yeah. Everything's a, consp- everything's, every, everything's a conspiracy. Yeah. And you're still living it. You're still living in fear. It's just, I know the it's other the same side side. It's coin. the other side of the coin. You're exactly right. Like, yeah, often like these, these sides, these poles don't realize they're doing exactly the same thing as one another. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm trying because like, I think the biggest inspiration for my work lately has just been the state of the world and how everyone is almost like uh, so many people have become extremists over the past (laughs) year, one way or another. Mm -hmm. And everyone's living in this kind of heightened state of absolutes and mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of absolute thinking. Mm-mm, you know, I think that, um, I think that everything is a spectrum. There's no black and white. We, like, let's just, instead of, instead of looking at things with black and white, like, can we just look at things as a rainbow? Yeah. <laughs> not only is that, that, not only is that, not only is that more colorful, but it allows so much nuance in, in thinking and for changing your mind and for opening yourself to new ideas and other points of view Mm-hmm. Instead of just, you know, yeah, um, burrowing down into your into your the trenches of your own ideology. Yeah, I mean, it like allows for no um, bounce back, no resilience if you live like that. And the rainbow thing, I mean, it's just ooh, the world busts open once you realize that it's a spectrum of like so, like yeah, everything, everything is. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time, man. Um, but thank you so much for coming on Phenomenon, baby. Um, this is a new podcast. Um, and I really appreciate you like chatting with me. Appreciate that so much. No, I think thank you for inviting me and thanks for your smart questions. And <laughs> this was fun.
Oh, make me blush. <laughs> All right. Well, um, is there anything you want to tell listeners? And uh, also, where can they find you if they so wish to do so? Um, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of telling people is I've been trying to practice um, deep breathing as much as possible. And, 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 and uh, you know, how you, how you breathe is how you live. You know, so um, breathing with intention and with depth and with, you know, time mm. and patience, it's, um, it, it makes a, a, a big difference. And you can find me on Instagram. Um, we, we mentioned it, but yeah, my handle is uh, words are vibrations. And um, that's kind of my home base online. All right. Well, thank you. That's great advice. And I am going to take it myself and do more of that deep breathing. All right, James McRae. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and taking a listen to that interview with James. You may have noticed a lot of shenanigans during the beginning because I had a stupid wasp in the recording room with me and I I don't know why like I can't explain it but I've always been really afraid of wasps they are jerks so that's probably why anyways and I hope you either don't mind or are totally on board for my absolute randomness and ADHD brain Either way, I really appreciate you joining us, and if you'd like to follow along on our journey and what guests we will have next, you can hop on over to Ye old Instagram and find us at phenomenon.baby. You can also find us wherever you listen to your podcasts including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, to listen to our next episodes. Again, thank you for joining us, and stay weird, weirdos!